Okay, so it's uh, October the 2nd, uh, in, we're in London, uh, Kit Clopstick is in Kenya, still in Kenya, she's going to be in Kenya for Bleed Never. Uh, so I'm here with uh, Janie Godley, who's mm-hmm. down from Scotland. Why are you down from Scotland? I'm in London doing a few gigs, um, staying, you know, I'm staying at this most amazing apartment in Westminster that I'm dying to talk about. Is this a plug? Uh, no, because it's got a swimming pool and a jacuzzi downstairs, but nobody uses it but me. Um, that I've seen so far because I've been in it twice and I've only been here 24 hours Archimedes principle uh, I don't know what that means no. but um, it's beautiful it's a wee swimming pool and it's got a jacuzzi and I'm in Westminster in this amazing apartment and if you open the windows you can lie in bed and hear Big Ben but the good bit is yesterday I went round to 10 Downing Street and stood outside and I outside the railings yeah outside yeah. the railings yeah, yeah. and um, I periscoped me shouting at David Cameron, is that you off to market, David? <laughs> and the police were so annoyed at me because I kept saying to the police, could you could you fit a pig's head through those palings? Of course, the connotation of the word pig and police was not lost on them. Um, and I said, you do know I'm not speaking about you because that's really derogatory. derogatory. I'm speaking about that useless bastard, David Cameron. And one of the policemen could not hold the smile back. He kept trying to be really objective and going, "Eh, could you stand back? I went, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm standing in the public appointed area. And he knew you were being periscoped. And he knew he was being... I was like, you're live, look at this. And I kept giving the Vicky to the... What's the Vicky? uh, Two fingers up. Uh, well, that's quite low-key for, for Glasgow. Yeah, it is. And people on so, Periscope were saying, shout cunt at him, but so, I didn't do that. So you came all the way down from Glasgow just to do that? Yeah. You know what? I think everybody can pass down in the street, should stop, stick their two fingers up and take a picture. It's incredibly important to us as a society. Well, it's it's a memory of Winston Churchill, obviously. It is. No, it's yeah, just yeah, get yeah. it up, you Carlton Tongs, you bass. That's what it basically <laughs> means. We're not going to even translate that. No, we're not. So, so, But you're not, in, you're not really all the way down to London just for that? No, no, I'm not. Um, I'm down, I, I did a gig last night that was very last minute. Um, oh, do you do comedy? Yeah, I'm a stand-up comedian and a writer, so fuck you, John. <laughs> uh, so I was doing a gig last night um, down in the Strand. It was a, a lesbian gig, and I said the word cunt, and everybody was quite tense, and I thought, really, a lesbian gig? Why would that be a tense word? But I got them round. Tonight I'm in Palmer's Green. Sunday I'm doing Richard Heron's podcast at the Leicester Square Theatre. And then Monday I'm doing a thing at the Union Chapel <coughs> called The Moth, M-O-T-H. Which is American. The Moth. It's an American concept of storytelling. Bear in mind, I don't like moths. Do you know why I don't like moths? Because they remind you of something? No, because twice they've tried to get into my mouth, like, silence of the lambs cover. Uh, John, I've no idea. In Edinburgh, there was a big giant moth in the flat two years ago, and I caught it in a glass, <coughs> and I went to the window, and I opened the window and went, fly away, little moth, and it flew back nearly went right inside my mouth, near shot myself. Second time was in Oxford with my pal when she lived in Swaycliffe, and I was in a pub, and we were sitting chatting, and I laughed, and just as I laughed, a moth nearly went in my mouth. Because your mouth's open so often. It could be that, and the fact that I don't like them. And then Ashley um, had a big moth in her room last week. Yeah. yeah, Ashley, my daughter, and um, her dad had to go through and catch it, and he won't ever kill anything, which is weird, because it comes to a gangster family, but they don't kill insects or anything. 
don't ask. Anyhow, the hello little friend to a beastie. So the moth, um, <laughs> it was so funny because he caught the moth and then Ashley ran into her bathroom, which is off her room. But when she ran into her bathroom, for some reason, the moth got out his hand and went into the bathroom with her. So she'd shut the door and she'd now trapped herself in the room with the moth. And she got out screaming two in the morning. The whole building must have been up. So I'm doing a thing called the moth, which has got nothing to do with any of my stories about a moth. Well, basically, moths are just like your family, really. They do. And, I, and, and you keep mentioning podcasts, because Richard Herring podcast, me broadcast, uh-huh. and you have the podcast, mm. tremendously successful, award-nominated. Award we got a great review today in the press of our Did podcast. You? Yeah. From, from whom? Um, from a, it was in the Daily Record, and it said that um, she reviewed Bill Burr's podcast, a few other podcasts, and Janie Godley's podcast. And she said she saw Ashley at the Edinburgh Fringe, and after watching all the black comedians, Ashley actually made a cry with laughter, so that was good. But you were nominated last year, yeah. was it? For, mm-hmm. what? for what? We were nominated at the American Podcast Awards for um, the best comedy podcast. But um, Mark Marin, who interviewed the president, won. So you were up against Mark Marin. But it's it, five years the podcast has been going, and it's every week. And for the first time ever, we had a two-week break, and we came back this week, and it's been great. Why I really you, love it. Why did you have a two-week break? Because it'd been going five years, and it got a bit stale, and we weren't sure where we were going with it. So we asked all our fans, if that's what you call them, I don't like the word fan, we asked all our podcast friends what they thought. And they said, take a two-week break, come back, bring new characters, talk about different things, bring back some of the old stuff that we like. There was lots of great suggestions from people. And Paul Boyd, who did Molly Wobbly's Tip Factory, he gave us new music because he does the intro and outro. Um, yeah, it was good to have a break because it makes you have a think about it, you know? Why don't you like fans as a word? I didn't know that. Um, I don't like the word fan because it... it it kind of elevates you into some sort of wanky status with fans, and that's not what it is. I don't have fans. I have people that like my stuff and their pals. But fan, just fans are fanatics, though. So well, nobody's fanatical s- but me, John. S- sounds of violence. I mean, yeah. it's a bit, it's a very suitable for you, I would have thought, bits of no, violence. No, I, I, like I don't like the word fan. I like friends or, you know, people that like my stuff, you know, folk that oh, enjoy bless, my work. Bless. Well, it just sounds a bit wanky. So what are you doing in the month on Monday? I'm doing a storytelling. Um, I don't want to tell you the story that I'm telling, but I'm telling a story, and it's, it was featured in my autobiography, and it's not sad. So there you fucking go. That makes a difference, because Ashley says my autobiography, Hand Stands in the Dark. Um, it's a sad, sad book about my sad, sad life. I think so. it's more Edgar Allan Poe myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And are they letting you do whatever you want to do, the, the moth yeah. people? Yeah, they've, they've let me pick a story and they're directing it. So it's sold out um, already. It's at the Union Chapel, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll need to go there. I don't know where that is. Uh, Islington. Oh. Um, uh, and then it's on, on on the air when? Do you know what it's on? It's on in Monday night. Is, is it live? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Bloody hell. Yeah. Well, I thought it was all recorded. No, oh, no, it's a live event. Yeah. What else are you doing? What else am I that's, doing? That's, I haven't found a subject yet for this podcast. We don't need a subject, John, because you've got me on it and I will subjectify everything. Um, <laughs> what else am I doing? Well, uh, what are you doing next? What are you doing at the Fringe next year? I'm, well, I've already got my, my new show for the Glasgow Comedy Festival, which eventually goes to the Fringe, which is called An Act of Godly, because I can't get enough puns about my name, which I love. So you are going to run out of good puns, though, aren't never, you? Never, never. Ever, puns. ever, ever in your long-legged life, we never will run out of dog puns. Uh, God puns. No, that'll be all good. 
I really loved the 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 free fringe this year. It was a brilliant it was, experience. It was the first time you'd done the free, yeah. the, the free uh, not the free fringe. It's free no, fe- the, free the free festival. festival for fuck's sake! And it yeah, was so complicated. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. Yeah, I, did, yeah. I did a free show, as I called it. And you did okay on the, the takings. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I told people to not put money in if you're poor, and if you're really poor, take money out. So a couple of people asked me for a five and I gave them it. So you're doing it again next year? Yep. I'll, I'll never go back to the paid venues. You why not? Because I, I love the freedom. I love the, the feeling. I love the whole atmosphere of people coming in knowing that they're here to enjoy a show and they've probably paid for me before. And there's this atmosphere of, fuck it, we don't have to be spending £20 to see some shitty act with saw and telly or anything. There's just this feeling of... And plus the fact that there's lots of people who are living with austerity. There's people living in food banks, there's people living with benefit sanctions, I mean the HMRC last week um, went and stopped a woman's benefit because she they assumed she was having an affair with a guy called R.S. McCall and it turns out that was the name of the news agents that's got a post office where she gets paid. That's the kind of government we live under so they people can come and see comedy for free for fuck's sake. Well the government's making its own comedy. Mm, yeah. mm. But you, 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 it also feels more fringy. The, the, yeah, the, it the does. Feel, it feels more fringy. And it feels like that you don't have to sit there and worry every day, like how many tickets have I sold, how many tickets have I sold, and then see the venue managers, like you'll need to try and sell tickets. You don't even need posters and flyers. In fact, you should ban posters and flyers. It's all shit and shenanigans. And just put on good shows and let the public decide. Well, that's just you, though, because you've, yeah. you've got the following already. Mm. Uh, I mean, most of the people doing the, 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 free, the free shows are actually starting off, aren't they? Mm, you're, mm. you're established. How many years? Um, I've been doing uh, the Fringe, I don't know, John. I did 98, 99, and then from 2002 up to 2010... And well, then, was solo, weren't they? Yeah. The first first two were not, and then they were solo after yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then you had a gap, didn't you? What, yeah. Actually, why did you have a gap? I because it just know. felt like the podcast, like it was just the same old, same old, same old. Yeah. You know? Actually, you used to do a blog, which I do, uh, uh, but you, you've left that behind there. You yeah, you made me blogs. blog every single day for 10 years. I hate you. I didn't make you blog. You did. You used to phone me up and say, Where's your blog? You did. You pressured me, didn't you? Because I was a fan. A mm. fan. I was. Shut up. Not a friend, a fan. But no, you, you stopped blogging. I think you're just going with the trends. You, yeah, well, I like century. Twitter, and I like um, I use Twitter, I use Instagram, I use Vine, um, and I use all those. And people have got access to lots of different and a Periscope. I was one of the first people to use Periscope. One of the first British comics to use it. And Ashley, well, you're one of the first bloggers. Yeah, and Ashley and I Periscope the election in Britain, and CNN and all the big news agencies were following us that night. Because we were live on the ground. I think the sad thing is because what you do now is you are very twittery and you are very periscopy and they're all transient. I mean, yeah. they, they don't last at all. So people in two years' time will never know what you've done. Mm. Uh, but I suppose that's like live comedy as opposed yeah. to recorded comedy. Whereas when you used to blog, I mean, there's something there. Yeah. So, um, no, I like the fact that I can... I like the fact that I can tweet in, in periscope and... Um, because to me, that you know, one of the amazing things about Periscope was that as soon as I started Periscope, my book started selling because people all over the world started to, who were watching me Periscope, because Periscope's a great medium for comedians um, and people who aren't worried about folk being abusive online, mm. you know, mm. because you get all these beautiful women that go, I'm going to be doing a makeover, 
online and you can talk to me and I'll be in my bikini and then you get all these men all hooking and then they go you're an ugly bastard and she's like oh my god I can't believe you said that whereas if you say that to me I'm like shut up I'll be in fucking mother I got burnt in a caravan I don't care you know I seem to know but apparently I see tags for your periscopes they seem to include like Kim Kardashian and things yeah sometimes I dress up as what I do is sometimes I'll put on loads of makeup and put on a big hair piece and I'll say um, Kim Kardashian live on periscope VIP access only there's no such thing as VIP access on periscope so immediately the whole of Turkey because Turkish men really love periscope um, and they're really really abusive and misogynistic on it and uh, I know that sounds like I'm racially profiling but I can back it up by news news reports other people have had to ban the majority of men in Turkey who come on Periscope and go, open boobs, open boobs. And we have a hashtag, open boobs. They're asking you to show your breasts, uh, as opposed to heart surgery. Yeah, I know. think open boobs doesn't quite no, compute, I know. does it? Yeah. And we have a song, go, open boobs, open boobs, open boobs, and anal, because they sometimes ask for anal. On Periscope. Absolutely. Opening gambit. If you're opening gambit, is open boobs, anal, sex, and sex is spelled S-E-X-C-T, which is bizarre. And uh, they want sex, they want anal, and they want open boobs. So the minute they do that, I immediately abuse them back. Um, and it's a really weird thing that some people in the public eye think they can abuse you. But if you immediately say, go fuck yourself, go and fuck your mother, and if your mother's dead, dig her up and fuck her instead, they're horrified you say that. But it's okay for them to say anal. But it sells books. It does. For love it. <laughs> and they'll say, and you know, all my Periscope followers do, sing the song, Janie. So as soon as somebody says sex, open boobs, I go, go and fuck your mother. And there's a dance. And if your mother's dead, dig her up and fuck her instead. They're like, that's horrific. I'm like, you started this, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so there's a serious point. So Periscope's selling your books, but Twitter isn't? Mm. Well, Twitter is. Yeah. Twitter does as well, but mostly Periscope. Yeah. yeah. And then you're still, you're still in, uh, in print, which is a rare yeah. thing, because it's... Ten years old, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. So it is still and, in print and it's and, gone great. And I still think there should be a sequel, but there we go. Yeah, shut the fuck up about the sequel. I don't want to hear about that anymore. Um, you can no, self-publish the sequel. Uh, that's that's John, where the money is. There's nothing to talk about. There is. So, um, yeah, so it's been... My rise to infamy, I can see it now. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, so what have you been doing this weekend? Where are you going? Let me interview you for a wee while. What are you up to, Birdie McWalla? You're not a natural interviewer. I am. As Let's go I, for it. As soon as I say anything about myself, you're going to get back to yourself. I'm no, doing, I won't. I'm, I'm doing nothing. I'm coughing. Mm-hmm. I've got a cough. I've got, You've always had a cough. I've got a slightly drippy nose. Always been. Uh, and that's it, really. I you're going to a gig tonight? I'm going to a gig. Uh, the launch of Bob Slayer's Blunderbuss. He, oh, wow. As, as you know, he, got a, he bought a double-decker bus. Uh, of course he did. For the Edinburgh Fringe, uh, in which he does shows and travels around the country. Uh, and he thought he'd come to London and do a show. And then he found out there was already a double-decker bus in Hackney, which is a restaurant. Uh-huh. So, so he's parked... I understand it. I've not been. He's parked next to this other double-decker bus. So you have two double-decker buses, one of which is an eatery, and one of which is a, uh, an entertainment emporium. Uh, so he, he's on today, and then tomorrow there's lots of Italians, and he's got people working through the, the through the month in Hackney performing in this double-decker bus. I can't imagine him making a lot of money. It's not going to make as much as the Palladium, but it'll make no, some money. It'll make some money. Uh, That's and, interesting. And then they'll sell those whole pies or whatever they sell in the in the other double-decker bus. So, so why is it that you like all these really weird niche comedy types as opposed to just a big show? You've always been attracted to people who can fart. Fire darts at their arse. Enough about you. People that can fire rockets at their arse. People, anything with their arse in it. And folk that are weird. You always like these weird and wonderful, wacky. Why? 
Well, perhaps you, perhaps you found the thing that links them all, bottoms. I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel, perhaps. Right. No, 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 I like, I like odd, unusual things. Cause if you, if, I mean, Michael, people have a go at Michael McIntyre. And I, oh, think, I think he's I think cool. he's great. He's yeah. brilliant, Michael McIntyre. He's not particularly my taste, but I wouldn't yeah. go and pay, I wouldn't pay to see him. But one of the reasons I wouldn't pay to see him is because I know it's going to be high quality. So it's going mm. to be absolutely 100% smooth, absolutely perfect every time, mm. and nothing's going to go wrong. It's, it's, it's a, a, well, a smooth, well-oiled machine, yeah. and it's brilliant, and it's wonderful, and I've got nothing against Michael McIntyre. But I'd rather see uh, an act where... There is an act, and I'm not, I really am not going to mention who he is, but it used to be an act who, mm. was, who was said to be brilliant, but in fact what he was, he was like about 10% brilliant. He was about 60% sort of okay but passable, and the rest was sort of so-so and sometimes shit. But it was worth paying paying to see him because the ten percent was utterly brilliant. See, this, that, uh, I disagree. See, I can't stand that. That does my head in. I know there's acts that I have seen as hmm, well that hmm. you have to see them six times to get one minute of genius. See, if that was a woman, she'd never get a fucking gig again. See, if that was a what? female comic, they wouldn't gear the six times. Are the female comics? I'm going to punch you right in the balls. So tell me stories. <laughs> about, tell me stories about Sarah Black. I hear she was a right bastard. <laughs> She was a wonderful, a wonderful, wonderful woman, and uh, much loved by the uh, the whole of Britain. Uh, no, 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 but I, I like I like um, uh, acts that go up and down. Well, yeah, br- I'm br- looking for a bag. She's lost her bag. Brilliant peaks, and you mm. might get pits, but brilliant peaks. Whereas, I mean, if you if you have a a, a, a slick act, it doesn't. A slick act, it, it doesn't entertain it, you. It's like sort of sandwich, go up and yeah. down, up and down, up and down. If you have a slick act, it sort of goes along the middle somewhere. Yeah, and so. Uh, I mean, there are hundreds, literally hundreds of really good comics doing the circuit in London. Yeah. But, I mean, after a while, they're all a bit the same. You know, they're, mm-hmm. all, uh, they're all doing the same material and, and they're dependable. There's, nothing, there's almost nothing worse than being dependable. I mean, mm. I'd, I'd like somebody who can really soar. On the other hand, I like you and you're dependable 100% of the time, but then mm. you're not really a stand-up, you're a storyteller. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, everyone who's... Uh, but then, on the other hand, I mean, comedy's turning to storytelling because uh, most of the acts aren't telling gags. You know, Tim yeah. Vine tells gags, or Jimmy Carr tells gags, yeah, yeah. or Milton Jones tells gags, but everyone else is telling in, in some way or another stories. Yeah. that you happen to be like a 60 minute storyteller. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you, to be honest, I mean, you're okay as a sort of 10 minute act, mm-hmm. but not particularly. No, I mean, it's not my favourite thing. But you're, you're a solid, you're okay, you've got mm. 10 minutes of material, you've got 20 minutes of material. And you're okay, you're mm. fine. I mean, you're as good as anyone else, and better than mm. most, as good as anyone else. But if, if 60 minutes or 120 minutes, you're absolutely yeah. stunningly brilliant. Oh, I mean, thanks, John. No, no, well, actually, no, but you are. Because mm. you're a, some people are, are like uh, full show acts, and some mm-hmm. people are run-of-the-mill, middle-of-the-road, get-away-with-anything acts. I mean, and that's one of the problems with television. You, you don't do that much television. You do do television, mm. but you don't do that much. And I think the reason is because you... You can't do two and a half minute. Uh, no, I couldn't. You, you, you're not going to see you on Live at Apollo doing a ten minute routine and say, "Oh, that's utterly brilliant." I've never seen anything like. But, but in Live at Apollo, you've seen it all before. You've seen acts as yeah. good as that before. I mean, one of, you're special. right. One of the biggest um, YouTube, uh, one of my biggest YouTube hitters is the one about my mammy. Yeah. And I've noticed that that one gets lots of hits, and it's a story. Excuse me, about it's just, it's just fuzzy, my mum. It's just and, fuzzy felt Jesus. Uh, no, it's the no. one my mammy, about my mammy going to the school. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the, the biggest um, hitters yeah. on YouTube. People really like that, and it's yeah. quite a long story. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think on television, there are odd things about television. It, you, basically, if you get on television a lot, you're a, a dependable, but probably not wildly exceptional. Guess act. what's happening on Monday? What's happening on Monday? The just box. the minute is out, the episode that I did. 
Oh. At the festival. Oh, wow. So that's on on Monday. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, you are wonderful in just a minute. Because I'm shit on it. Well, no, you are. You're wonderful. I always lose. Well, no, that's, that's not the point. I mean, the, the best people on just a minute probably... I mean, I'm, I'm, I think Kenneth Williams probably also lost. Oh, lost. I lose yeah. all the time on I mean, it. but you lose interestingly. No, I'm shit. I'm and, really and you're shit great with Nicholas because you've got a relationship yeah, with Yeah, I've Nicholas. got a great rapport with yeah, Nicholas. Yeah. And I take the piss out of Giles Brandreth this time. Yeah, yeah. And the other odd thing about you is that you have a reputation. Whenever people, it's partly being Glaswegian. Whenever people do print reviews of you, they mm. say you swear a lot, mm-hmm. and you do, I suppose. Although it's not really that noticeable yeah. to me. But in fact, you're one of the few people who can do totally clean yeah. shows. Because I, I know you've told me about doing uh, uh, live shows where you, all the other every every comedian has been told you can't swear. Mm-hmm. And so you don't swear at all. You're totally 100% yep. clean. And then they, they, they lapse into swearing. That's right, because they always focus on me in the room. They'll always say, we better go and tell Jenny she can't yeah. swear. Yeah. So they forget to tell everybody yeah. else. Yeah. So everybody else slips up and I'm the one person <laughs> that's clean and then they're all fucking and cunting in the background yeah. and then they're like, you weren't meant to do that at a gig, you know? But you're great on live shows, which is strange because you mm. would think, because you're a chatty, chatty, chatty one, you think you wouldn't be together on live shows but mm. you actually are very very together and very concentrated oh cheers I'm uh, I, I've told the whole world now that the next time somebody says you can't say the word cunt you can't swear and I go Prime Minister fucked a pig <laughs> I'm sorry that that tops everything see that see the minute that your country's leader stuck his cock into a pig me saying the word cunt can't be bad I'm not sure it's bad publicity for him because you think you sort of think, well, Oxford and Cambridge societies, well, of course, I and mean, that's perfectly know, reasonable. I come from a place where the life expectancy is 55. I know the poorest of most fucked up drug addicts. They've still never fucked a pig. This is East, East Glasgow, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they've never. Nobody I know has ever fucked a pig. Why, why is that? I'm sure they wanted to deep there. No, nobody did, John. And no point in somebody says, I want to go and stick my cock into you. The best bit is, as I told my daddy, who's 83 with dementia, and I said, Dad, did you see David Cameron stuck his penis into a dead pig's head? And he said to his neighbour, that David Cameron stuck his wally in a dead kid. <laughs> and I didn't correct him, I just left it. So my dad's been telling everybody that David Cameron fucked a dead kid. But then as an English politician, you would expect yeah, that Yeah, no, anyway. nobody yeah, even blinked. I went, did you, dirty <laughs> bastard? <laughs> Uh, right, uh, well, there we go. I've, I've run out. I, I suddenly went blank there, but it's 23 yeah. minutes. Yeah, we've had a good run. We've had a good run. I've had a good for me. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, so, uh, yeah, and, and I just want to see you do stand up now. Stand, stand up, me? I'm, I'm useless at everything. Oh, you're no useless, Levin. Go, John. What? You know, you know that we can not. You, no, you can't press the not button because we haven't invented a character. Every podcast I do, you have to invent a character. I've got no character. I've got a character. Oh, no. This is my character. Oh, um, I'm going to be. I'm Janet, the posh but slutty woman that hangs about Soho and kids on. She's homeless. I could only do that because it's only homeless people that live in Soho that are Scottish. It's too autobiographical, isn't it? It is. Fuck you. I'm not a slut. You can't. Nobody's ever going to pump you. Press the button. <laughs>